Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Historically, there is one position that the Steelers have always had on all of their great teams that they may not have ready to go in a great capacity for the 2023 season. We'll talk about what that position is, how that plays into what they need to do this year and into the future beyond. Also talking about the pirates with Jason Mackey. It's going to be a fun episode of the North shore drive podcast from the Pittsburgh post Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North shore drive podcast, a show on all things, Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh post Gazette hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello, welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We talk all things Pittsburgh sports with our writers at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Joined today by Adam Bittner, one of our guys that operates behind the scenes, gets everything done here at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Reminder that the North Shore Drive podcast is sponsored by Pella Pittsburgh Windows and Doors. Uh, There's no better place to get new windows and doors installed in your home than Pella, who can help you save money on energy costs year round schedule a free in-home consultation by giving them a call at 866-593-1560 to discuss your project further we'll get more on them in a bit here we're back here on a monday episode of the north shore drive podcast we're going to talk some Steelers at the top of the show switch to the pirates in a, in a little bit but adam i wanted to discuss this with you historically the steelers have always had great linebackers on their best teams you think back to the 2000s when they made their Super Bowl runs James Ferrier as much as he's not in the Hall of Fame and he's not that guy that guy was an elite off-ball linebacker he did so many things for the Steelers at that position in the 90s when when Bill Cowher made his first run you had LaVon Kirkland leading the way in the 70s you had Jack Ham and uh, Jack Lambert leading the way and even in the in the mid 2010s, when they were going, when they were starting to to hit their stride again, it was Ryan Shazier leading the way. And so now it comes to this point here, where in 2023, we we've talked about this a lot with we, at the Post Gazette, and I've talked about this with Ray and Brian, but that's the one position that this team has not solidified a either a top level prospect out of the draft or a top level signee out of out of free agency and they've gotten two decent guys Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts I think are very good veterans to add to the position but there's not like a star player in that position group and Adam I ask you is that a death knell for the for the hopes of this defense to be elite because that if this team is going to be really competitive this year they need the defense to be elite 
Yeah, I mean, I think the counter argument would be that, you know, this, this defense has been in an elite play statistically. They've put up a ton of sacks. They, you know, really limit those, those yards per game, those, um, you know, points per game. The, the problem that I have and I, where I think the absence of, of that off-ball linebacker shows up is situationally. And I think we've seen this defense break down in situations, you know, whether it's two minutes at the end of games or, um, you know, sometimes early on in games, um, they, they just they, they fail at the wrong times, it feels like, at different points in these last three, four years. And I think that's kind of where <clears throat> not having the consistency of that guy on the inside is, is kind of that quarterback of the defense, you know, as it were. Um, that's where I think it shows up. Chris and 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 that so that's where I'm, I would say they can be elite statistically. They can put up numbers that you're like they're right there with the best defenses in the league. They dominate some teams like you know some of the the bad teams on their schedule. Maybe they'll you know beat up on Houston real bad and that'll really buoy them statistically because um, because they dominate that team. But when it comes to you know crunch time, winning games, getting those plays that we saw so often, you mentioned in those those Super Bowl runs that they made. Um, you know, those clutch plays at the end when they play Renegade, the middle linebackers are big parts of that. And, and I think that is where that absence shows up the most is, is when you need that big third down stop at the end yeah. of the game and you're not getting it. Um, so I, I think they can be elite statistically. I think you can sit down and, you know, I've listened to Ray Fittipaldo on this podcast explain that. Yeah, I, I, I think they're, you know, they're doing what they want to be doing from an industry standpoint. But in terms of, we're talking about a different standard here. We're not just talking about comparing to other defenses. We're talking about winning the Super Bowl. We're talking about winning championships. And I think mm-hmm. in that circumstance, that is definitely still a missing piece that, that may prevent them this year um, and any subsequent years where they don't find that guy from, from getting to that level. I, I, I hear you on that. And that's where I think it's something that can happen. And I agree with you. Like Against some of the, the teams, and they have a lot of not great teams on their schedule this year, so it may work out. But against some of the higher-level passing teams, this could become a thing. Now, they did bring in Keanu Neal at the safety position who can kind of be like a dime backer and maybe help them on some of those third-down situations. But we've seen recent Steelers teams, since Ryan Shazier's been hurt, get victimized by quarterbacks who were like, all right, we're going to come out with a package that's going to force you to put at least two off-ball linebackers on the field, and then we're going to throw right at them because they're not cover linebackers, and you don't have cover linebackers because those are really tough to come by in the NFL to get a guy, a linebacker who can cover really well without being susceptible in run defense. And that's that's one of the biggest tricks of the, of, of the linebacker position today. There's a lot of, there, there are smaller guys out there who can cover, but oftentimes they're the guys that get bulldozed in the, in, in the run game, and the Steelers do not want to get bulldozed in the run game that happened i think in 2021 they were they ranked dead last and they fixed that last year but they want to make sure that that is not a thing again otherwise it could cause some serious problems for the steelers defense but that's where i come back to this linebacker position thinking like they got two really good run stuffers cole holcomb and landon roberts they know how to get to their gaps they've been captains on pre- on previous teams they they can be very responsible but I, I always hearken back to 2018 when they tried to replace Ryan Shazier with John Bostic, and it wasn't like they knew that they thought that John Bostic would do everything that Shazier could do, but they needed a veteran presence in the middle part of the field. And for the first half, a little bit more than half of the season, it worked. And in fact, John Bostic was one of the leading vote getters in the Pro Bowl because Steelers fans were so excited about how well he played in the first half of that season. And then they played some of the better quarterbacks in the second half of the season. And, and I, I think the Chargers were the first team that really went at him. And then after that, 
everybody started going after that, but the middle part of the field where the linebackers were, and it was just a big problem. And that's one thing I wonder if that's going to hold back the Steelers at different parts of this season, because it's one of those things where they'll find ways to cover it up. They'll find ways to disguise it. But eventually when you put something on tape, offenses are going to scheme up ways to get at it. And those people say you can't have linebackers covering wide receivers, but if you play zone, they can run wide receivers into the zones of those linebackers. And it is unavoidable. The Steelers even force teams into doing that sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good option to have. I also think, you know, we love to talk about the safeties on here and the things that you can do with them. Um, but on a certain level, it is also just kind of cope. I think, you know what I mean? <laughs> cope. Yeah. It's like, we, we can talk our ways into ways that they can take care of things. 80% of the time, 85% of the time, it's that 15% that in a close game late or early or whatever against, against the teams you're mentioning, if you're, in a playoff game against Kansas City, is it going to work then? And and that when we're talking about when the, how the Steelers get to the next level, that fifteen percent is where the conversation has to be. So yeah, I think that that is going to be a big test for these guys that they've signed Holcomb, um, Roberts. Can they can they adapt against those teams? And if they can, then I think then you can start talking about this defense as, as of the caliber that you can win a Super Bowl with if you can get the offense to where it needs to be. Um, which you know is its own, its own you know set of questions. But I, I think if yeah, if you can find those guys that can do that more consistently, then you have the consistency that you need, um, you know, to push for a championship. And I don't, it, that may not happen this year. Maybe more of a future thing. And 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 maybe you got to find a guy in the draft. But I think that's what they're striving toward. I want to talk more about how to find the guy in the draft and how it relates to the way that a lot of analytics or analysts, excuse me, look at the linebacker position today and how that could play into the Steelers' plans in the future. We'll talk about that here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post because he's Adam Bittner. I'm Chris Carter. But first, before we do anything else, I want to remind you guys that this show is sponsored by the great Pelo, Pelo Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. There's no better place to get your new windows and doors installed, it's, and especially at this time of the year. You want to keep the heat out. You want to keep the cold in. Best place to do that is to go to Pella right now. You can schedule a free in-home consultation with your local Hello Windows and Doors to find the right product for your home and budget. Give them a call at 866-593-1560 to discuss your project further. That's 866-593-1560 to get started planning on your new Windows and Doors installation with Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Back here in the North Shore Drive podcast of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, I'm Chris Carter here with Adam Bittner. We're talking Pittsburgh Steelers here. And Adam, one thing I want to harken back to, because we talked about how a lot of those past teams of Steelers were successful with their off-ball linebackers and guys who were able to stuff. Now, I know some people are saying, wait a minute, what about Joey Porter? What about the, uh, we're talking about off-ball, like 
what we what you would understand now as middle or inside linebackers, guys that aren't primarily pass rushers. They line up in the middle part of the defense. They communicate, they stuff the run, and they help in coverage. So we think back to again to guys like Ryan Chase here, Levon Kirkland, James Ferrier, Jack Ham, Jack Jack Lambert. Those types of players were essential to those teams. But that was that was also the past of football and. We are now in an age where passing is such a bigger part of the NFL, the ways that they pass, the spread offense, the the evolution of the game, where there are those out there that think that the linebacker position is the running back position of of the defense, where it is devalued. In fact, when the Detroit Lions picked Jack Campbell, who I had as my top linebacker on the board this year out of Iowa, and I think he's going to be very good for them. But a lot of people thought that they reached when they got him, I think, at 18th overall. They were like, whoa. Because personally, I even thought as, as a guy, I'm like, yeah, with the way how the guys are getting ranked, Jack Campbell probably will go early second round. And I even thought the Steelers could have looked at him in the second round, uh, you know, when around the space where they got Keanu Benton. I still think Keanu Benton was a great pick, and he was one of my top guys. But there are people who devalue the linebacker position. So, Adam, I ask you this. Is the linebacker position – of lesser value today than before, because there are also people Mike Tomlin has even talked about this, who are saying the run game is coming back now because teams, there's always that cycle of when teams get used to one thing, defenses adjust to it. And then the teams will get used to the other part of their game. And that the run game is coming back in the NFL. Where do you stand on the importance of the linebacker position in today's NFL? Yeah, that's stuff that I've been trying to hammer away at on my shows, Chris, um, especially with Paul Zeiss. We do that on Thursday. So if you haven't checked that out yet, please do. But um, the idea, that it's just kind of taken as a, as a you know, fact that it's a passing league and it's becoming more of a passing league every day. Right. And that is not what we saw, you know, statistically last season. That's not what we saw in the teams, you know, that performed the best that were in, you know, position to win championships. Sure, Patrick Mahomes ended up being that guy because he's Patrick Mahomes. But I, I think the Eagles really, really adapted with, with the run game very well. I think the 49ers did too. So that's everyone who came out of the uh, NFC. And so, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be an interesting, how does football evolve here in the next five years? And maybe you do get a little more, more value out of the middle linebacker. But kind of get into what we were talking about earlier, I, I guess the way I would describe it now is the way we understand football today is a luxury item, is something you finish your defense with. And the, the good news for the Steelers is that you kind of think that you're getting to that point, right? You have your pass rushers. You got them locked down. You got Joey Porter Jr. in the draft. You got Minka Fitzpatrick locked up for a long period of time. Um, you know, you're starting to get those essential pieces that you need first, I think, put together so that you can maybe go into the draft next year and say, all right, we're going to go find our guy this year regardless of maybe there's a higher value guy we could take. But we're going to go find our guy at that position. Or we're going to say because we have so little of our salary cap invested in our quarterback that we can go ahead and attack this position really and get a huge deal in free agency with a proven guy, someone that's already been developed, that we don't have to develop kind of like Devin Bush. You have more options to do that kind of a thing um, when you have those other positions taken care of. So I, I might agree that maybe middle linebacker is the running back of the defense right now as we speak. That could change. But I also think that it's a it's a finishing piece, right, where, where you really are trying to put that final piece together to be a championship-level defense. That's where the Steelers are getting to, and that's a good thing, I think. I, I, I also think that it's it's a good thing. I also think that the, uh, that the Steelers, 
you're you're kind of, you're right about this because they are they've invested in the defensive line, they've invested in pass rushers, they've invested in cornerbacks and safeties, and maybe that's a sign that they are looking for a finishing piece at linebacker. And if you can get a, a, a linebacker piece before you get everything else, that's fine. Like Ryan Shazier making a mistake in the passing era of the NFL was a phenomenal linebacker. He was an X factor. He was there here, everywhere. He was all over the place. And when, as soon as he got hurt, that 2017 defense went from a top 10 unit to a mid unit. And that, and mid was not good enough for that, for that team to be able to, 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 to win their big, their bigger games uh, that, that year. And um, uh, so I, I look, I look to that and I say like, man, like I get the analytics and, and you and I have talked about this on and off camera. I, I think that there are points where analytics is, are very helpful to see perspectives that maybe weren't available to just, if you watch film, but there's times also that I think film can speak louder than analytics. And there's times that I push back against some raw numbers, but there's definitely a sense that linebacker isn't necessarily the end all be all position anymore that it used to be like, you know, Ray Lewis, you know, used to be like one of the most important players in the NFL. There are great linebackers still in this league. Fred Warner for the San Francisco 49ers is a great off ball linebacker. Roquan Smith for the Ravens is a great off ball linebacker. Bobby Wagner, although he's on the tail end of his career has been a great off ball linebacker, but you don't, when we think about like the top 10 players in the league, rarely do those guys even come up anymore. Whereas Back in like the 2000s when we were talking, Ray Lewis was always in it in, in, right in the middle of that top 10 because of how important the linebacker position was, was seen. And that's where I think it becomes interesting to then look at how does Omar Khan go and address it? Because, you know, there's guys like Jeremiah Trotter Jr. who's coming out of Clemson next year and he might be the top linebacker. When do you go get a guy like that? Do you go get him in the first round? Do you wait to the second round? Do you wait for the potential for other teams to go get him? Or do you try and find those guys because – Truly, I do think, whereas linebacker may not be as valued as much, finding guys who can cover at a high level and stop the run at a high level is such a unique position that I think that it's worth the high pick to go get those guys because they're very rare to find. Yeah, and if, I, if, I'll defend, if I'm going to defend the analytics movement a little bit here, be that guy on this thing, I think what, they, what a lot of those guys at Pro Football Focus, for example, would tell you is, um, that you, you went into this draft, for example, with just bigger needs. You needed that corner of the future in Joey Porter Jr. You needed that left tackle in Broderick Jones. And, and, and those are kind of those building pieces that you kind of need before you start talking about a middle linebacker. They did that. And that's why I think as we look toward next season, that, that that's, it's the thing that now pops out to you as, as the big need. Um, and the other thing I'll say is this, Chris, is that the numbers do reflect when you have a, you know, a, a better inside linebacker or two better inside linebackers. Mm-hmm. Devin Bush, for as much as people like to bag on him, was much better in 2022 than he was in 2021. I think you could say the same thing about Robert Spillane. Um, their numbers weren't great still. And and I think it's hard to put up really good, like, pro football focus grades at that position because you're responsible for so many things. And if you you're not, like, on it in coverage all the time, you're going to get, you know, worse coverage grades. Or if you're not really great at stopping the run, you're going to get dinged. There's just so many different places that your grade can kind of get dropped. But those two guys did move themselves up like 10-ish points in, in pro football focus average grade because that's something I do every week for the Post-Gazette. I, I recap mm-hmm. pro football focus grades. So if you haven't read those before, make sure you check those out when we start them during the season. But, um, you know, those guys were better. I think the Steelers' defense was better. So, you know, the numbers still reflect the the value. I think it's, it's sometimes – they don't get those top end numbers because the way pro football focus grades things sometimes is they're just responsible so for so much. You really have to be an outstanding player to put up like an 80 or a 90 grade at that spot. 
I agree. We got to switch topic to the Pirates here with Jason Mackey in a sec. Adam, thank you so much for joining us to talking Steelers. We'll definitely talk with you again soon. But first, before we do any of that, I want to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at GameTime.co. But where buying tickets for your favorite events should not be stressful because GameTime is the website and the app that you can download right to your phone that it gives you a fast and easy way to buy tickets for any event, whether it's sports, music, comedy, theater, near you, and even up to the last minute because they have killer deals even on last minute tickets if you're trying to find something with the best price with the best best price guarantee in bit in the business here's where game time will help you if you're looking on, on their game time app they will f- help you find tickets even if you forgot about a concert or you found out that you were free you were off work and you get to go to something that you didn't think you'd be able to make it game time will give you the best price every time and they give you exclusive flash deals on any events whether it's football games basketball games baseball games concerts comedy theater all those things and more and Game, the game time best price guarantee means that they will always give you the best price. And if you can prove them wrong, if you get, get tickets to one event through game time and then you find somewhere else and have the same event in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference back. Snag some tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app and create, create an account now Call with, with code P-I-T-T-PIT and you'll get $20 off your first purchase or you go to their website, gametime.co. Terms and conditions apply. Create an account, create an account and redeem code P-I-T-T-PIT for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back here in the North Shore Drive podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jason Mackey, our esteemed Pirates beat writer who's been on the scene. Jason had a busy weekend because we've been talking about the Pirates bringing up more of their prospects, and two in particular that I hadn't brought up yet, and both of them get called up in the same weekend. Quinn Priester, the pitcher, and of course, Andy Rodriguez, the catcher, all, all in the same weekend. Jason, let's start with Quinn. We talked a little bit about him and the potential of him coming up, and you even kind of saw it coming with the way that they were using him in the minors. What has been, what has that been like him finally getting his time to come up to the majors and, and, and people to start to get his first look? Yeah. And so it was, it was, it was cool and helpful. We got to talk to Quinn yesterday morning, Chris. And, and one of the questions asked of him was what's been going on over the last little while you've gotten better results, more consistent results. And I thought Quinn was really good explaining that. One of the things that he has said drove, drove those results is basically attacking guys with his best stuff. And I know that sounds overly simplistic, but, you know, he used the terminology um, throwing the breaking ball for contact versus throwing the breaking ball and trying to get strikeouts with it. It's basically just, look, relax. I've got good stuff. I'm going to put it over the plate. I'm going <laughs> to trust, trust myself to get outs. And that's sometimes tough for young pitchers to do. And he had a nice maturation with that. He's really um, sort of embraced who he is as a pitcher, which – is not necessarily a power guy. They kind of drafted him as somebody who was going to pump 97, 98, and he's evolved into a five-pitch guy with some finesse to him. He's got a really good curveball, really good slider, uses the two-seamer more to get quick outs, has a changeup and a four-seamer. So he's sort of harnessed that repertoire. Um, he's pitched really well over the last bit. Like I said, I think over his past 12 starts, he's like 6-0 and with a three-something ERA. That will play, and I, they need him. 
right? Like the, we knew they were going to promote Quinn Priester all along, and that's great. But their rotation is not in great shape right now. Right. Injuries, um, not great performance, a bunch of different things. So they need him to come up and pitch well, obviously. It, it seems kind of wild. Like just last week, I was joking with you about. So they're bringing up Paul Skeens like tomorrow, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and and now the guy who's kind of been in where Paul Skeens' position has been in Quinn Priester, he's going to get that opportunity. We've talked a lot about how this ball, this version of the Pirates was kind of sculpted to kind of have some veterans on it who could help kind of mold the younger guys there. How do you think that this? How do you think that they they are prepared to help Quinn Priester go through what the Pirates have been going through lately because they've been on the struggle bus for the past two months since April. Yeah, it's going to be a real fun ten days that Quinn Priester gets with Rich Hill. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> better better soak in the experience now, Quinn. Um, no, I mean, they're prepared to help him and embrace him. Um, uh, Quinn Priester doesn't need Rich Hill to, to walk around following him and, and, you know, patting him on the back and offering inspirational words. Um, is it a bad thing for Quinn to come up and see how major leaguers work? Of course not. You know, watch Mitch Keller, watch what he does, watch what Rich does. You know, there's a lot of intent behind everything that they do, but I think the pirates are getting to a point, Chris, and this is probably bigger than pitching or anything like that where they're just a completely different team than they were earlier in the year, you know, and they had veterans supplementing at key spots. Some of that worked out. Some of it's been horrible, whatever. But I mean, they're turning things over to the kids right now, or at least they want to turn things over to the kids. If Quinn pitches well, uh, Peguero coming up, Rodriguez, Davis, Triolo, Gonzalez, like if these guys perform, that's your team. That's your team. It's going to be your team along with Sawinski, Reynolds, Hayes, when he comes back, Cruz, when he gets healthy, all this stuff. Um, those are your guys. And so you want to see them mature. What becomes of Choi, Hedges, Santana, Hill? I don't care. I mean, sell them. They're, they're good guys. It's not a knock against them. But I mean, if they fetch something in a trade market, do it. But you're clearly skewing younger. Let's also talk about Indy Rodriguez, because that was another big one that I think Pirates fans have been banging the table for uh, with the struggles of Austin Hedges. Uh, what was the reaction in the clubhouse to his being called up? And how, how, how do you think he will impact things for the Pirates as a hitter and potentially even a guy that gets behind the plate there? Because we know Henry Davis has been up for a little bit, too. Okay, so here's an opportunity for me to talk a little bit about, about behind the curtain, the life of a beat writer. Let's right? So this is, this is the way it goes down. Um, we're in the clubhouse yesterday. I had no clue that Andy was coming up. None. I get a text after we get upstairs and I'm finishing my write through, which, you know, you file a story right when the game ends. I know that you know this, Chris, I'm explaining it to everybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, file a story right when the game ends and you work in quotes and rewrite and, and whatever. So I'm in the middle of doing that. And I get a text that says, you should look into Andy Rodriguez coming up. And I'm like, oh boy. Okay. Um, you know, I show it to Andrew Destin. He kind of looks at me like, Oh, well, that changes. Uh, <laughs> so I start firing off a bunch of messages. I've got a visitor here. Oh, we got. Oh, man. We got a Who's visitor on the podcast? podcast. All right. Hang on. Woo. Okay. So he just got, got a, a new guest on the yeah, show. Yep. Okay. So anyway, uh, Ted, I'm going to put you down. <laughs> we got to. Right uh, we just um, had Teddy as a, as a surprise get special guest to, to the podcast. That's right. Podcast. That's a, that's the latest promotion, my four-year-old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I get a text that, that – and he's coming up and then I send a whole bunch of messages out, work to confirm it, whatever. Um, that took a bit and that's like, well, there's a day extender, but that's okay. I mean, it's what we do and it was fun and I, I love the pursuit of it. Long story short, I didn't get a chance to get reaction to the clubhouse. Mm -hmm. uh, I love dealing with Andy. 
He's a lot of fun. He's a really good player. I have no issue with how they handled this, Chris. He was not hitting early on. He did not deserve a promotion. And that's fine. They should not promote guys that don't deserve it, and they should promote guys who do. He's hit extremely well over his past 20. There's a lot of power, consistency, like no straight. He's walked more than he struck out, has just had really good at-bats. He's earned his way up here, and it happens to coincide with the entire team just needing to get younger. They do need to get younger, and they need to see some some life inject into this lineup. And I wanted to talk to you more about this because the Pirates have fallen at a terrible rate since yes. since the, since April. I mean they 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 are what now eleven games behind, below five hundred. Uh, I I don't even know what their record is the past two months combined. It's but bad. I know it, it's terrible, <laughs> and it puts them very close to the pace that they were on last year, which was a historically bad pace. Yep. So. Can this season be saved still by the young kids coming in and figuring things out? Because before we were talking about them hovering below a 500, getting in the 70-ish win range. But if things keep up, it might be tough to even get to that. And if that doesn't happen, even with the young kids come up, it might. Would do you? Would you see something like that changing the tone of this organization moving forward? Um, it would certainly upset a lot of people, and I, I, I would have a tough time seeing. Bob Nutting, Travis Williams, Ben Sherrington, Derek Shelton, anybody calling that progress because it's not progress. Right. Uh, but to your first point, Chris, and I think this is a really good one. Yes, I do think things can change. I think okay. things can change with this group they're going with. Um, I think you're going to see these guys play some decent baseball. I think you're going to see them play some inconsistent baseball. And I think people sort of understand that. That's just part of the deal. Like Henry Davis making a couple errors in right field. Dude, I don't care. I don't care if he's making errors behind the plate. Like I'd rather right. see him and Endy make mistakes than Austin Hedges. And I can, I can live with it. And sometimes you're just going to have quiet games where guys don't produce. Maybe Quinn Priester has a start where he bombs, like whatever, you know, at least you're building towards something. But I do think that this group on the whole can play halfway decent baseball and keep the pirates in it. I think it could actually be a fairly fun story to see what this group can do over the balance of the season. But it is a scary point right now, man. I agree with you. I was looking this up yesterday and mm-hmm. so if the Pirates continue at the pace that they've played at since that oh, 28 no. start, which is like oh, 323 ball or something, 328, 323, they would lose 98 games. My goodness. If they lose 98 games, that is terrible. That is unacceptable given the amount of money they spent, stuff they've said publicly. Like, yeah, that's a step forward by three games, two games, whatever. I mean, that's – no, you just can't do that. So, yeah, these kids have some pretty big responsibility on their shoulders, but – I don't need them to do any more than just be a 75 win team for me to say like, okay, that's actual progress. They win 75 and they've turned things over to kids and you see the seeds starting to develop. To me, that's a successful year. I, I hear you. I hear at you least on in the that context part. of their rebuild, Chris, I shouldn't say overall, but like, no, no, I, I, being, you know, normal. no, I, I get you there entirely. Um, but yeah, I, I'm right with you to say that it would you say their winning percentage of the last few months since April has been what? 323. Something like it's 323, 328, below a third. They've, they've won fewer than a third of their games. Yeah. If, if that was, if they were, if they were around 320, 325 is the sixth worst winning percentage they've had in the history of the ball club. And that was in 1953. 2020 was also just, just below that. So, they, I agree. They, they need to, they need to avoid that. My last thing here for you, Jason. Chris, Chris, when, real quick, real quick. Sure, go ahead. So Twenty and eight, and then they've gone twenty-one and forty-four since oh three twenty-three. So okay. that is just a nightmare. Like, 
Oh boy. But let's get into something that might not be a nightmare or, or will you see it that way? It t- tonight, Monday, they play the guardians from Cleveland and Quinn Priester will be on the mound. Give us an, an insight into how you think this goes out, goes down against that team. I love it, man. I'm so excited. Um, I think he's going to pitch really well. I do. And I think Andy's going to catch him. I think it's going to be a fabulous storyline. I think you're going to have Leo Pagaro playing short, Nick Gonzalez at second, Jared Triolo at third. You're going to really see some seeds of their youth on the field all together for the first time. But yes, I think Quinn Priester, I don't, you know, Strasburg like set the bar with debuts 14 Ks against the pirates. I don't see that, but I see Priester. I'm going to say Quinn goes, this is going to be lofty. Um, five and change. We'll say five and a third gives up two earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts. Well, well, that'll be my prediction. So five I, and a third, two, five, two earned run, five strikeouts, two walks. You heard yeah. it here. Take it to the sports book right now. That's what's going to happen. He's Jason Mackey uh, there. We'll keep you up to date with everything Pittsburgh Pirates at post-gazette.com where you find all of Jason's great work along, along with Andrew Destin who, help, who helps him out on the beat. Jason, thanks so much for joining us here at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette's North Shore Drive podcast. Thanks a lot to Adam Bittner for filling in for our Steelers guys. We'll be back Wednesday with another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast. Remember, you can find all of our podcasts, not just this show, but every Post-Gazette show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Just search for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette or the North Shore Drive podcast. You'll find us there, and we'll see you again very soon right here on the podcast. I'm going to be off for about a week, but, but we got a lot of people to come in and give you guys great content. So stick with us here on the North Shore Drive podcast. We'll have a lot of great content, and Jason will have a lot of stuff to cover. Quinn Priester and Andy Rodriguez first starts. All that and more here at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. We'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you're watching this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For six months of digital access to post-gazette.com for just $6, click the link down below in the description.